Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I am executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine and the author of Chasing Zebras, the unofficial guide to House MD. And I am joined tonight by our usual gang of TV couch potatoes, um, <laughs> our heart Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? Hi. Good. I'm glad to be back. Sorry, I've been gone a couple weeks. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm going to bring in Jimmy here. Hang on a sec. Hello, Jimmy. Hi. How are you? you? (laughs) Good, good. I'm very, very good. I'm like on cloud. I'm flying on clouds, and I can't say why. So (laughs) I'm like, ah. That's Um, so funny. All I can say is, um, I'm going to have, like, a major league announcement in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes open, guys. Major, major totally. league announcement. Um, so that's really exciting. And what is – oh, 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 news, news, news. For those of you who watch Black Sails um, – And I haven't I, seen it yet. Oh, have you watched it? Jimmy, you've been watching it, yeah? Yeah, I'm current. So, you know, the guy – I did an article, a short article about it. And the guy who plays um, Mr. Guthrie, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, right, you know, the merchant guy mm-hmm. yeah. who's kind of in deep shit right now. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so he retweeted it. And so I was kind of chit-chatting back and forth with him on Twitter. This is why I love Twitter. And he started following me on Twitter, which was really awesome. And um, he's actually a South African actor. And I'm going to do an interview with him. Long oh, story cool. short. Yeah, so he because he's in South Africa, it's going to be email, but um, that'll be fun, and maybe I can get Doris Egan to come on the show, and we can talk about Black Sails, because it's coming to the end of its season. I think there are only two more episodes. Oh, a lot of short a season? Wow. Yeah, I mean, they all are. Look at that. I mean, True Detective is going to be in its last episode next week. Well, they only did they, eight episodes, which is pretty short. Yeah, I think that I think Black Sails has two more episodes after this week or starting this week. I'm not sure, but it's it's another short mm. run, which is you know what I think that's becoming um, more and more. You know, eight, ten, mm-hmm. maybe eleven episodes. You know what they can do with that is they can actually, if they have a good, they they can their production values can be higher, and they can really go to town. So, um, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited. I loved, um, I was away all weekend. So of course, Friday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, I missed everything that was on TV. No, not the Oscars though. I mean, I missed everything but the Oscars. So I'm trying to the sort Oscars of backtrack. Are... So I haven't seen the this week's Helix. I know. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the Oscars. I haven't talked, I haven't seen this week's Helix. Um, I just, I'm like five minutes from the end of this week's premiere of Hannibal, which was, I'm going to talk about in a little while, because Katie is going to go crazy in the chat room if I don't talk about Hannibal, which was (laughs) wow. Wow, wow, and double wow. Um, Mm -hmm. What an incredible, intense um, episode. And I didn't see, I didn't see True Detective yet. Um, I have, it's, it's like I've missed the Helix I missed. I missed Elementary this week. Um, so I Felix a, was weird, but I had Felix I did was... okay. Well, I have to watch that, and um, let's see. Oh, Jimmy, you will be happy to know. I started watching on Thursday before I went out of town. Uh, House of Cards. Uh, I found myself with an extra one? couple of hours. Yes, I did, and you okay. know I like it better than when I watched it the first time. Good. So I am yeah, watching it. I went to it. the midpoint of season two this weekend, halfway. Okay. And okay. season two's been just as good, I'd say. I mean, it, it's not as constantly intense, maybe, because okay. I feel like you kind of figure out the show by now. Yeah. But there's been some really surprising moments. Um, okay. Starting right in the season two premiere that should just okay. blow you away. 
Okay. I, I even was thinking of having some barbecued ribs. <laughs> um, the rib which, guy had his own plot in the mid-season episode when I had the mid cool. Like, he had his own story for the first time. Like, it didn't seem to pertain to anything else, although it probably does, because you know how that show works. But oh, it yeah. was like, wow, he's getting some screen time and some development. Cool. And uh, let's see, I just got the screener for this season of Vice which is a nonfiction show on HBO. Uh, that mm-hmm. is Free Zakaria's show that is produced by Bill Maher. And um, so I just got that. And, ooh, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to the end of the week because I am going to be getting an invitation to a Game of Thrones thing um, that's Yay. going to be in Chicago. I'm really excited. I was talking to my contact at HBO and I said, so are you guys going to do, like, a premiere party in Chicago again like they did this? I mean, last year it was, like, unbelievable. It was just incredible. Very – it was like being the Ren Fair in the middle of winter. It was pretty cool. Wow. That's um, cool. So, so she says, well, they're not doing that, but they are doing a regional event that will be in Chicago. And would I like an invitation – would I like to be on the invitation list? And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> so so I will be getting my invitation at the end of the week, which is exciting. I have no idea when it's going to be, and I hope it doesn't conflict with a bunch of other stuff because this next month is going to be, like, my calendar is so insanely packed. Um, I just hope I have, I'm able to go. Um, so that's kind of cool. So I have an in, kind of a neat interview coming up and um, 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 a bunch of stuff. And... Uh, Whew. So let's. Where do we start tonight? Oh, can I have a moment of indulgence? Okay. I'm okay. really excited. I'm excited because I think I think I told you, Chrissy, um, that I actually finally wrote a pitch for Apothecary's yeah, Curse that I'm really happy say, about. Yep. So can yep. I read it? Do you mind if I read it? Because I want to get people like, <gasps> oh, what's this book about? So hang on a second. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm going to do that, and so, um, ah, where is it? Um, here it is. Okay. Between magic and science, medicine and alchemy, history and mythology lies an extraordinary book of healing, a complex tale of love and survival. The apothecary's curse examines the very nature of immortality. Is it a blessing to live forever or the curse of eternal torment? In early Victorian London, the fates of gentleman physician Simon Bell and apothecary Galen Erseldoon become irrevocably bound when Simon gives his dying wife an elixir created by Galen from an ancient manuscript. Meant to cure her of cancer, instead it kills her. Now suicidal, Simon swallows the remainder to no apparent effect. Five years of suicide attempts later, Simon realizes he cannot die. When he hears rumors of a bedlam inmate, star attraction of a private freak show with astounding, with astounding regenerative powers like his own, Simon is shocked to discover it is Galen. The novel's nonlinear narrative transports readers between Victorian London and contemporary Chicago, where the two men conceal their immortality, leading inconspicuous lives. The only hope of reversing their condition rests with Galen's long-missing manuscript. When Machiavellian pharmaceutical company Genomics unearths 19th-century diaries describing the torture of bedlam inmates, Galen and Simon's lives are upended, especially when the company's scientists begin to see a link between Galen and one of the unnamed inmates. But Galen and Genomics geneticist Anne Shaw find themselves powerfully, almost irresistibly drawn to each other. And her family connection to his remarkable manuscript leads to a stunning revelation. Will it bring ruin or redemption? Meticulous historical detail infuses the narrative with authenticity, providing a rich, complex canvas. And playing off Simon's connection to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the apothecary's curse draws on both the Sherlock Holmes canon and Sir Arthur's spirituality, as well as Celtic mythology, the art of alchemy, and the latest advances in genetics research. So are you all, like, ready to buy it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. I so think that's a great hit. 
thank you, thank you. My agent is, mm-hmm. like, finally happy with it. She, like, hates my pitches. She says, I am not a pitch sunista. And <laughs> she really liked this. She, it's, like, the first time she ever said to me, I really like that pitch. So, um, so I'm really excited. And I entered into the Amazon Breakthrough Novel of the Year Award competition, which it's done. It's in. It's done. <laughs> I'm done. Yay. So, um, so hopefully, you know, uh, sometime in the next few months, it will be sold and um, it will be on the its publication. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about the Oscars. So, Jimmy, did you watch it even on, uh, you know, like DVR? Yeah, I skimmed through it this evening. I mean, I don't. Award shows to me aren't that interesting. I like to see what the host does. So I, I got yeah. you know the opening and yeah. I tried to catch the parts that. Ellen was doing stuff in between, and other than that, I mean, I skipped most of the speeches and the clips and things. Yeah, I did watch I mean, all the, most of the songs. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure that I liked Ellen as a host. Really, I thought she was funny. I yeah, thought she I was really hilarious, know. but very tame and safe. Yes, yeah, that was, was it. That was it. She, she was too a little too tame for me. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I. She's probably terrified. <laughs> yeah, I've been She's watching done it the before, Oscars. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not yeah, the first but, time. But it's the um, Oscars, you know, and she probably didn't want to do anything too outrageous. But I mean, ordering pizza was hilarious. It, that was. I think she's just joking. a very nice person, very she genuine, is. very sweet, yeah. mm-hmm. and she she can't really pick on anybody too hard. It's just no. not her personality. And, and, right. Yeah, I mean, I I liked I liked her. I just didn't, you know, it was kind of tame for me. But um, so I've been watching the Oscars since I was a little girl. I mean, that used to be Oscar night. You know, my mom and I would watch it together, and we would ooh and ah over the gowns. And, oh, isn't that? And it's like my, it was in my Barbie doll days when I was, like, really, you know, like a kid. And, um, oh, isn't that a beautiful gown? Isn't that, you know, and, and really kind of groove on that. And um, then it became a tradition with my own daughter. And it was like, okay, Oscars night. It was like Emmy's night and Oscars night. And um, so it's kind of like a tradition. Um, I did not watch the red carpet shows beforehand because, as I said, I was away. And I had just sort of gotten home. And I was busy eating pad thai, so (laughs) um, which was yummy. Um, I watched the the red carpet. I mean, it was okay. I mean, I'm not real into the whole... I mean, I like to see what they're wearing and all, but it's not exciting for me, you know? Um, I was like, okay. (laughs) I I did like... I I, I live tweeted last night all evening. I mean, that's all I did all night was tweet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of fun. But um, I was really, as as we were going through, I was like, okay, I, I actually had a really high percentage of right answers as to who was going to win what. Mm-hmm. I was really... Well, I, I think a lot of people did because there weren't a lot of upsets. It was very... Right. Uh, a lot of people, most of who they thought would win won. I really liked... Um, and I had actually... I'm like... I'm, I live under a rock. Um, and I had never really known much about Jared Leto. And isn't he and, adorable? I love him. Yeah, I he really speech. was. I did too. I, I thought he actually, person. I think he actually had the best speech of the night. Yeah. Um, it's the, think, um, the girl from uh, um, 12 Years of a Slave. What's her name? Yeah. I never say it right. Oh, yeah. John Travolta said it wrong. Did you see that? It was like a big thing on Twitter. Everybody was like, and Twitter actually did go down for a few minutes because I of heard. Ellen's picture. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was tweeting. I tweeted the whole time, and then I'm like, oh, I can't get back on. I'm stuck. I was, like, freaking out for, like, about ten minutes there. I couldn't get on, and they finally – and then – anyway. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I actually – I was happy with all the winners, and I thought that it was – I thought that Gravity was well-deserved in winning, you know, for editing and cinematography, right. directing and all that. And I thought right. it was great that um, 12 Years of a Slave that they I won uh, Best Picture – yeah. Now, one thing I noticed, and that was really interesting, was, you know, they did this whole thing on Heroes. And I really liked that montage a lot. Yeah, that was really And cute. almost every single clip was from a genre movie. Yeah, I know. It's it was from funny. a sci-fi movie or from a fantasy mm-hmm. movie or from James Bond movie. 
Right. They're all, you know, that was the theme of the night, heroes. And the thing is that the Academy has a strong bias against genre films. Right. Mm-hmm. They have a it's huge, just funny. like the Emmys do. <clears throat> you know, genre movies never win anything. Hardly I ever. know. Well, they don't consider and, them, unfortunately, it's so funny, they don't consider them sort of artistic in that sense, uh, well, you know, and that's the irony, that. because when you think about, okay, movie heroes, who do you remember? Well, you remember Superman, and Superman. you remember Star Wars, and you remember, you know, Han Solo, or you remember Indiana right. Jones, you remember James Bond, or, you know. Star Trek, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, um, I mean, like right. all of those action fantasy films. I know, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, so it is kind of um, it is kind of ironic that here they had this, you know, themes were heroes, and the heroes from the movies we remember are really movies that ever almost never win Academy Awards ever, which is I thought was kind of interesting. By the way, the show tonight is only going to be an hour. An hour. I forgot to tell you guys, it's only going to oh, be an okay. hour. So because I have something else I have to do after the show. So um, I have to I have to cut it short tonight. So we we will be off the air at in forty five minutes or so, a little less. Okay. Than 45 um, so moving to bed on time. Yay! <laughs> so um, all right. So let's. So what do we talk about first? Can we talk about Hannibal? Sure. Yeah, you can. I know I Katie. Haven't, I haven't be, watched it. So Katie's been waiting. Katie Katie Dalton, who's in the uh, chat room every week, is like always like she's been waiting for this for <laughs> months for the premiere of Hannibal right Katie and I have to say I I knew how it started okay I knew it I had been I mean I've been on the I've been on this uh I, I hadn't seen it before I didn't watch the screener um but I did get clips and all kinds of other stuff from uh the NBC press site so I knew how it started um, I had seen some of it, and it was like a couple weeks ago, and I turned it on, and that first scene where you see um, Lawrence Fishburne's character and Hannibal Lecter, um, like, you know, facing off against each other, and the last, before it cuts, I'm like, oh my God, is this where this was, this is where this is happening? It was like, Oh my God! You know how how are they starting the season at this point? Because um, what did I don't didn't remember anything from the finale that nope. set him onto um, Hannibal, and then of course you see you know blood spurting out of um, his neck and um, Fishburne's neck, and I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? And then it says, boom, twelve weeks later, twelve weeks earlier. <sighs> Can and I tell like, you how oh. angry that made me? Oh. That really almost ruined the episode for me. You know what? I mean, the whole rest of the season, though, is going to be building up to that moment. But that's ridiculous. See, okay, here it's really become a pet peeve of mine when shows start an episode or a season at the end and then flash back because it's mm-hmm. so many have done it recently that it's just gotten ridiculous. Uh, I guess I haven't seen and, that many done that. Oh, God. Well, as somebody that watches a heck of a lot of TV, it's become a ridiculous trope. And we all know that that's where Hannibal's going to go eventually. But what I really like about it is you don't know when it's going to happen. You know, everything (laughs) kind of comes unexpected and and this natural growth. And now here they give us a set. I assume 12 weeks equals to 12 episodes till we get to the season finale. And they give us a set formula. And I think they did it because the ratings were sagging in the first season, and this was a hook to get mm-hmm. people interested and tell them where yeah. it was going. Well, but at the same time, I feel like it's selling out artistically, and it was stupid, and it really, uh, really pissed I, me off. I don't even know. though the I episode mean, itself was brilliant. I mean, as as you say, I mean, we know Hannibal Lecter ends up where he ends up. I mean, we do. Everyone's seen Silence of the Lambs. Everyone's seen Red Dragon. So we've we know enough foreshadowing. We don't need more. So we know this, and and being spoiled. Okay, and I I guess that didn't bother me so much. Um, I did see, um, you know, I was I was pretty like, oh my god. But I think one of the things that that really I love about the show is is uh, Will's journey, 
And Mm -hmm. Will's in prison. I mean, Will's in prison. He is the most passive character in the show right now. And I think by starting at the end where you know it's going, I think that it gives that it gives the show more breathing room to follow Will's story in a way because we sort of know where the active characters are heading because I think a lot of the show, a lot of the season is going to unfold in Will's head and we got a taste of that. Um, we got a taste of that uh, tonight, uh, not tonight, Friday night where we actually, towards the end, and I haven't seen the very end of the episode because I had to come and do the show, but um, where we actually see his memories beginning to come back. And because um, he's, it's all buried. I mean, I have a question for you guys, for Jimmy, for you, and for Katie, and now I forgot. They know <laughs> that Will has encephalitis, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They know he yeah. has it. And they know what stage encephalitis it is. Uh, I think so. I mean, they've definitely talked about his mental condition. They they seem surprised that he deteriorated as fast as he did. Mm-hmm. And they have discussed they have discussed his condition. It's not like oh, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I know that, but I know that of course you know he'd been diagnosed, and of course mm-hmm. um, uh, Hannibal and. Uh, Ooh, creepy guy who's his psychiatrist now in the uh, uh, place mm-hmm. for the criminally insane or, you know, in cahoots on the whole thing. And um, that is, you know, I think all of that's going to come out. It's going to be, um, I really like the idea that this, I think the journey of this season is not Hannibal Lecter getting found out because we know he's going to get found out. Um but it is going to be, yes, Chilton. Um, it's going to be the journey of Will's mind beginning to open up and unfold. And I like the fact that Bloom is his, his, his ally here. Um, but she still doesn't quite trust him. And then, of course, we have the whole storyline of Hannibal and, uh, and his psychiatrist, who's played by the wonderful Gillian Anderson. Um, see, Chris, yeah, but I don't think she'll be involved Jillian... real heavily this season because she has that other show. Yeah. Out, well, well which is, is she doing, makes me sad. Is she doing that fall show or whatever? The one with, um, what's his name? Jamie Dornan. What was it? It was called Fall, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Only it was weird because um, I know she's not English and she had the accent, but it was still really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, so that so that's going to be pretty interesting to see how that shakes out because of course she's completely implicated and now she's going to have to lie um, for Hannibal. And um, I mean, it's it's yeah. I, I I don't I didn't have a problem with the way that it started just because we know that's where it's going to end and and I don't think that's what this season is about. Um, Oh, Katie's saying the part with the dog going back to Will's house was really sad. Oh, it was. Oh, it was really. Other other than that one angry bit that they started there, I thought it was a brilliant episode. I really enjoyed it. It really was. It was brilliantly, intensely psychological, um, Mm -hmm. incredibly intense in places. Um, and very, very artsy and beautiful too. Oh my gosh, it is gorgeous. The production values, the cinematography, and the the production values on the show are just unbelievably. They're just, just gorgeous. It's it's like a piece of art. It really is. It's a show that would be very comfortable on HBO. Ha! Katie says I'm never eating Salisbury steak again. Good point. When the premiere ratings were up a little bit, and I think it, it helps that it's funded by all those different international backers because it airs in so many countries instead of just relying on yeah. NBC to keep it going. So that yeah, kind of gives I'm, it a leg up over both shows. Yeah, I'm going to actually, I've been really, really busy in setting up interviews of all sorts, and I'm going to see if I can get with my NBC contact and get uh, get an interview with um, either Mads or Will or or my mouth to God's ears, as they say with Lawrence Fishburne, would be amazing. Um, but either Will or Mads, 
uh, not Will, Hoff, Stu, or Mads, and uh, see if I can get an interview or um, the, the person who plays Dr. Bloom. Um, but any of those guys, it would be really cool to do an interview with one of them. And, uh, you know, because I have a pretty good listenership, so I think I can make the argument. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm going to try to get that going um, to uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, Katie says there was a big push to rewatch and tweet and watch when it was on the air Friday because that helps the ratings. Yes, it does. Um, indeed. So um, definitely, if you guys have not have not seen the first season of Hannibal, you should watch it. Um, it's mm-hmm. a short season, so you should be able to get through it in a good weekend. Um, and uh, definitely Friday night, NBC um, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. This is not an early evening show at all. Way too intense. No, way, way too graphic. Very, very graphic. It is, it is not um, like Katie says. But not, not, in, a, not in a bad way. It's not concerned. For, no, no, no. Think of gore. It's no, all done no, no. in service to the art. It is, and it's actually all done very artistically. Mm-hmm. And I think very, it's just important to point out because there's different levels of yeah, you know, the TV it, and day. It's very intense. It's very intense. Um, but really, really beautifully done. Um, I we uh, we watched let's see Black Sails. Let's talk about Black Sails a little bit. As I mentioned, I'm going to be doing a uh, an interview, um, and I am very very excited about that. I'm going to be doing an interview with Sean Cameron Michael, who plays Guthrie on uh, Black Sails, and. Um, I am, I'm just kind of looking at my Twitter feed for a second because I have questions. Speaking of of Black Sails real quick, it says, dare to follow at Black Sails underscore stars, the gritty pirate drama on stars underscore channel. New episode Saturdays, 9 Eastern Pacific. Definitely. Um, And there's only, we're coming down to the last two episodes of, uh, of Black Sails. Um, this Saturday night and the following Saturday night. So um, really good episode, really intense episode. Went really quickly, uh, Saturday night's episode. And uh, we have uh, Flint. Um, uh, you know, have you, you've, you're you caught up with it, right, Jimmy? I keep asking you this. Yeah. So I really like the way that this is going now that they've discovered that the British ship has slaves as cargo. And yeah, I mean, how, the whole standoff with the ship this whole week was really oh, cool. Really oh, my tense. gosh. It was brilliant. I thought it was just brilliantly done. Um, there mm-hmm. was enough buckles to swash all over the place. Um, and and Vane, oh, at the very end, Captain Vane had, had found that ship that was now burnt. And, I, you know, just really... Um, and I, I'm still, I still have no idea what the under, what, what Flint's agenda is, and what Mrs. Barlow's agenda is. I know her immediate agenda was to, uh, to uh, uh, have sex with the pastor. My, my, my. That wasn't very Puritan of her, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wasn't really surprised to see a religious leader give in to base desires. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little cynical where that's that area is yeah. concerned. I wonder if she 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 did she, her agenda with that mm-hmm. was less about lust and attraction and more about protecting Flint for Could whatever be. reason. Uh, I want to know his backstory. So here's this pirate. He's obviously incredibly well educated. He was a commissioned officer and the best friend of of Mrs. Barlow's husband, who was like a really important aristocratic guy. Um, so you know, this guy Flint is is really he's an upper class, uh, very much in the upper classes, and he's been reduced to being a pirate. 
So I am really curious about that backstory, aren't you? Yeah. I want to know. And only two more episodes to go. Well, it's hard to keep track, but did I hear that one got renewed? It did. It did. Okay. It did. It did. We haven't got time. Don't run. They're going to lay it all out the table in one season. And I think Toby Stevens is doing such a great job. Um, it's Flint. I really like it. Actually, I like the whole cast. Um, I like the guy who's playing uh, Long John Silver, who's not Long John yet, but just John Silver in his youth. Mm-hmm. And I like um, I like the whole cast. I think it's great. Um, good on Doris Egan for being, uh, of course, you know, Doris Egan was one of the executive producers on House and a writer. And it is really wonderful to see her have another success with this show where she's a co-executive producer and um, on Rain where she is uh, also a producer. So and Rain has been Rain has been amazing. I don't know if you guys watch that, but I, you know, that's it's so good. I I take my history really seriously, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they play a lot. And I really love the. St- I mean, I'm I'm the whole thing with Mary Queen of Scots and right. James and all of that, um, all of that whole interplay between Scotland and, and England and um, Queen Elizabeth and, and Mary and um, then later James and all that is something that I really know a lot about, if mm-hmm. for nothing else than doing research for the novel. But right. um, it's just too, too much playing with um, history for me. So unfortunately. Oh, you're so funny. Well, it's been really fun to watch. That's all I have to say. It's fun. I've I've watched I've watched about three or four of the episodes, and it it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, but it's very much a CW. Well, I like, well, I like the guys in it. You know, I mean, I watch it because yeah, I like Chris okay. and and, cool. and you know Bash and anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's cool. I mean, that's why I watch and, Hannibal because I think Hugh Dancy is really cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Joking? No, I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't we all? I mean, like, come on, True Blood. Why do you guys watch True Blood? Well, you don't watch, I watch True Blood. Blood. So we, I I watch True Blood because it's funny. It's funny, I, and mm-hmm. it's. I love all the. I love all the. It's just so out there and messy. Now, now ask me why I watch Once Upon a Time, and I know. Oh. <laughs>
Well, that's good. Then. Yeah. And, I mean, and if it was if it if it was a done deal, I think it would have said a series. Season. No, 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 because it wouldn't have been announced yet. They wouldn't have done that. But they would have just said season finale. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the people that label those aren't necessarily privy to yeah. you know what's going on, and they're always going to keep that optimistic label on there through the end. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I've seen I've seen shows that are definitely going to be canceled be like season finale without like you know playing. Yeah, but it's a the season end. one finale, and yeah, I'm you know. I, I, I just, know. I you I know, so what did you think of the finale? So what did you think of the, the season or series finale? I thought it was actually uh, it was I'm torn. finale. I liked it. I liked it, but at the same time, there was a lot of uh, good plot and backstory in it that felt rushed. Like, I really thought there could have been a whole arc with some of the stuff they dredged up with Kenny's father. Yeah, and, sort of just yeah. and they finally and... went over, they finally went over the wall. Yeah. And we saw that world. And um Barely though, not nearly enough. Yeah. I mean there's so well, much more to explore. Maybe they and, were, maybe they were hoping to do that in the next season, you know. That's yeah, maybe why I mean, they and John of... you know, John LaRoquette was listed as a recurring character. So I love him. I do too, and I think he's he's he was good. I really liked him in the yeah. episode. Um I like the fact I couldn't help but think of um Pinocchio. And and that Dorian became a real boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the interview stuff was wonderful. I love that scene again. And the the bit where Dorian and Kenick sat and had that conversation and you know, it's the in the little outdoor restaurant was just so sweet. There were great moments. I just thought yeah. some of the plot was too rough. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked the yeah. moments with Rudy and uh and Dorian as well. I mean, there's a lot of yes. yeah. Rudy's, Rudy and the baby. Oh yeah, and you know what? It's funny because you never actually know because because his humor is so dry that you actually mm-hmm. don't. And that's Mackenzie Crook. I mean, his humor is so dry, and his delivery is so dry on some of that. You actually don't know if Rudy is joking or not. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure Rudy knows if he's joking or not. Yeah, I think Rudy just wants to like belong to something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You I know that's that's well, he's, he's all it's lonely. Family. Like it's he family. tries to. He, yeah, he wants to. He wants them to be his family, basically. And right. He, he's a lonely know, guy, he and he, he basically works twenty four seven. You never see him leave. Right. <laughs> I mean, you never see him leave. You know? He is. He is. Yeah, the, that show's just so ripe with possibilities of what. They oh, I know. I really, really hope it comes I back. Know. And you know, Mackenzie Mackenzie Crook has a, a show that's premiering in the UK soon. I think called The Detectorist, which he actually has written. But that shouldn't interfere too much. You know, those UK shows they only film a few episodes a year anyway. Yeah, I think it's going to be six six episodes, and I think I've yeah, read on IMDb. And I read on IMDb he's uh, there's a, a Pirates of the Caribbean four that he's he wasn't in Pirates of the Caribbean three or wait wait there's a new fourth part, one's I don't know, been four out or five the fourth one came out a couple of years ago five the, the, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean five that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's listed as having been cast so he was not in four he was in one two and three but not four um, I haven't seen the fourth one yet. I I I don't care. For, I saw the first one, and I, I love the first one. The first one was good. The, so the, the ones after that, eh, not so much. Um, just not my kind of pirates. I like real pirates. I really, you know, they have to buckle their swashes. And you know, <laughs> I was I, you know, Captain Blood. <laughs> you know, Errol Flynn, um, Captain Blood, late night TV. Um, watching Captain Blood or watching, um, you know, The Adventures of Robin Hood. I mean, that that's really good swashbuckling. And I just am not a, um, as much as I like Johnny Depp, it's just. I love just, Johnny Depp. They're really? just not like my kind. 
Yeah, no, 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 I, I do. I really, I think he's an incredibly talented actor. Oh, yeah. And I really, really, I really, really like him a lot. Um, I'm Pirates of the Caribbean is just not my cup of tea. Hmm. It's just. I like it. I oh, it's fun. Like- oh, it's totally, it's totally fun, and totally. I mean, it's fun. It's it's fun. Flop. It's a popcorn flick, but yeah, yeah, it's that's why I like flick. it because it is just fun. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, me guys. <laughs> I take my comedy very. Seriously. You're not into that much. You're very discerning on comedy. I'm what? On on comedy, you have a a more narrow. I do. Okay. I'm. You and know what I it. am. I will be the first one to admit I have a really narrow comedy range that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm really, and we've talked about this before. I'm super, super, <coughs> super picky when it comes to comedy, um, and I just will. You know, I, I have very low tolerance for comedy that I don't like, and. Uh, which is why I don't review comedy because I do have that bias. But when I see a comedy I like, like Mozart was Mozart in the Jungle on that pilot on Amazon. Oh, that was, that could barely be called a comedy. It's an HBO style comedy. Yeah, but that's good. And I like girls. And I like true. I do love. too, but I I just argue those aren't really comedies. I know they're considered comedies because they're half hour. Shows, but they're half hour yeah. dramas with That's a little true. bit oh, of comedy. And I liked Alpha House, which is really funny. That's true. Alpha House is a comedy. Yeah. So I, I like. Although it still has more drama than a lot of comedy, like yeah. than the traditional broadcast network sitcom, but it is a lot funnier than they. But you know what? If you go back to like classic comedies, like. Like the Dick Van Dyke show. I mean, I could probably. Oh, uh, I love the Dick Van Dyke I show. I like a good helping of drama with my comedy. I don't complain yeah. about that. And and Dick Van Dyke yeah, just had. A, I don't know. Dick Van Dyke show had a little bit of drama in it. Mash had a little drama in mm-hmm. it. Cheers! I Mash was, had more than a little at times. Mash had more. Yeah. More as it went on there. and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, I Mash love was good. Mash too. was. I had such for a crush years. on Hawkeye. <laughs> oh gosh, me too. Well, you know like the original, you. the original movie, the original movie Mash, um, yeah. was when I got like totally crushed on Dave, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I was he like, was oh that. my god, he was you know what? So it's adorable. The... And I, I was like, a, like I was a kid. I was like, hmm. Well, you know, because like the, the TV thing is, more. <clears throat> well, the t- TV shows because they're long form. See, that's kind of why I think TV, when it's done really well, is better than movies. Because TV, you can, right, you can, it's like a novel. You can't do a novel in a movie. You just can't. Something has to get lost. On TV, you can do a novel and take as long as you want and explore the characters in depth. You can't do that in a movie. Um, so I also you know, I loved Radar too. Radar was yeah, so cute. He was the only mm. Gary Gary um, Burton. Is that right? Not Gary Burton. Bird? No, wasn't it Gary? Bird? Gary Burkhoff. Gary Burkhoff. Burkhoff. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, they did both. He was the only character, the only actor to from the movie, um, yeah. from the yeah from the movie to cross over. And be in the in the TV series. And um, I was so upset when Henry left, and then they killed him. That was really yeah. awful. That's one of my favorite episodes of the show, though. I um, know. That's when they told you they meant business. Well, and it seemed like every time TV. they got rid of a character, no matter how great a character they were, they were replaced by a more complex version of that character. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, but when Radar came into that, I'll never forget that that operating room. It was like. His chopper went down. There were no survivors. I'm like, no, they didn't kill Henry. I'm so upset. Yeah, I knew he was leaving. <laughs> I knew he was going to leave the series. Um, but yeah, I mean that. See that kind of comedy and Cheers, Night Court. Cheers, I love um, Night Court. Those yeah. were sort of you know classic '80s comedies that I really, really loved. And so I, you know, it's not like I don't like comedies. Well, I don't I watch hardly any comedies do. since I don't, since I just, Friends got off the air for getting I, I just don't like comedies that are comedies for comedy's sake. I like comedies right. that actually mean something. 
So, mm-hmm. and same thing with the dramas. I mean, I tend to like dramas that actually speak to me in a way. So, not to sound really elitist or stuffy, I really do not intend to sound that way. I guess I do come off that way as far as comedy goes, and I just, I'm not that way at all. <coughs> well, I like did you guys the- watch The Walking Dead, by the way, last night? I'm sure Jimmy did. I did not. Yes. Yeah, I, I was like, Oscar's what? Walking Dead's on. No, I, yeah. I watched The Walking Dead after the Oscars, but it was so good. Let me tell yeah, you. two characters for the whole hour again. I love when they do those characters. I love it. And I mean, that girl, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, Daryl is hating it, man. She, he's got like a teenager that wants to like start <laughs> living life, you know. Let's play some mm-hmm. booze. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> she wants to get drunk. And then how does she know she could trust Daryl? I mean, you know what I'm saying? She just says, I guess mm-hmm. I guess if you're killing zombies all over the place. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. I, and I loved how they he took her back to his house with the moonshine. That was hilarious. I'm like, okay. She was, when she brought out the peach schnapps, I'm like, oh, the memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but, like, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, I will. I promise I will get caught up on Walking Dead. I will, I will. I will. I will. I will. I promise. Um, so um, we should spend the last few minutes talking about because the season premiere of What's Upon a Time is going to be on Sunday Yay. night. Yay! Um, I'm so, so excited. Definitely, yeah, it's it's Wicked such a good episode. I talked about Wicked it a lot. Wicked is here. Hmm. Yes, Wicked is here. Wicked is here. <laughs> Wicked is here. Um, she she doesn't make an appearance. Well, she doesn't appear in most of the episode. But um, really, really. Um, oh, and and oh, Chrissy, because you weren't here last week, right? Yeah. No, so you I missed wasn't. the sort of chat fest about it. We did a we did a yeah. nice chat on it. Um, I really liked it. I'm, I I think I've gotten a lot of tweets this week um, from people who were really unhappy that there was not more Belle. Oh, yeah. And that there was not more, um, or that there will not be a lot of Belle. was not, because it's not, hasn't aired yet. Um, and to them, I say... Um, Hang in there. Sort of, yeah, you sort of have to understand this isn't her show. Um, the narrative, The narrative has to go where the narrative has to show and go. And like I said last week, I mean, you guys know how I am, you know, how I right. tend not to really care as much for the episodes that don't have Rumpel in them. Because I right, like Rumpel. Right. I think he's a great character. And, and frankly, he I think he's the best character in the show. But um, I really like this episode, and he wasn't in it at all. Right. And... His shadow loomed large, but he wasn't there. That's um, all right. Oh, I shadow is good. His, his shadow, not not literally. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he is mentioned, right? He's mentioned, but not seen. In other words, he's, yeah. I mean, his impact. I mean, obviously, he gave his life to um, protect everyone. So, um, you know, I don't know how much he's missed, but um, right. <laughs> by some people. He is missed by some And Val aren't just going to, you know, say, yeah, we're glad he's dead. Right, right. No, no, of course not. So, um, I'm, but I'm looking forward to him coming back um, to the up series, and it, it possibly won't be for several weeks. I just don't know. Um, oh, man. I don't know when he's going to make another appearance, but he will. That well, makes sense for the storytelling, though. It does. It makes sense to the storytelling, and I'm actually yeah. fine with that. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as it's when they bring him back, it's a really, really good Rumble story. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm, I'm so. We get, we just, my thing is this I just want several Rumble Bell oriented episodes this season because we did like get it. very little of Rumble. I mean, yes, yes the scenes that we got were really good, but I'm just saying, you know, some of the stuff we just we need more of that. And, and if they nice. don't give us more, I'm going to be kind of upset. I would. I mean, I'm not, 
know? I would kind of hate to see. And, and I, you know, I, I, they really do a lot to rehabilitate Hook in this um, first episode. Um, mm-hmm. What I would really hate to see is that um, Hook becomes, and, and Colin O'Donoghue is a nice guy. I really like him. Um, character is interesting. Character is a bad guy. I mean, his redemption came a little too swiftly for me. You know, I feel that way. Right. And for him to sort of come as the new hero of the piece, I'm not well, so sure. Well, they tried to rewrite history and pretend he was never really a villain. You know. Right. No. He, I mean, we he, saw and we saw a nice. I mean, with Rumpel, we at least we saw an arc with that. We saw where yeah. he came from and how and and and, and it. And that unfolded over two years, mm-hmm. you know. So we didn't, you know, so we, we actually, um, you know, saw that unfold, and we didn't really see that with Hook. But <clears throat> I'm okay with, with where it's going for now. So, um, and I think everyone's going to like it, I hope. And, uh, yes, some people, you know, and, and I've gotten a lot of, gotten a lot of, um Tweets. Oh, I've gotten a lot of tweets and emails and stuff asking me when I'm going to do a preview of it in writing, in print, and I will do that midweek. So everybody look for my preview midweek on Blog Critics, um, definitely on Blog Critics, uh, and possibly then reprinted on Let's Talk TV. So, uh, Jimmy, you're going to do a preview um, article, I would assume, as well. I'm not sure if it'll be a preview or a review. I'll have to get okay. with uh, the site I'm going to post it on and figure out, but there will definitely be writing about that episode. Okay. And I'm going to do uh, both. I'll do a preview midweek, and then um, Sunday night I will post um, a more in-depth commentary on the episode. And, uh, and, for those, and also I wanted to mention really quick is that they've got another um, – show called Resurrection that's going to be aired after Once that. Upon a Time. Yep. That looks really good. I'm anxious yeah. to see it. Um, my sister called me today and she said, okay, so what do you know about this Resurrection show? Have you seen it yet? And I was like, um, you know, it's in my in my queue um, to, to preview and um, I will try to watch it in the next couple of days. Um and uh, and I started watching. Yeah, it. you know what? It I started really watching good. it, and I got I started watching it, and I got distracted. And yeah. um, so I will go back and watch it because I know I had started watching it. Um, because it does look really good, and uh, I'm yeah. So I will be doing that, and I will do a preview of that. I will be doing a preview of Cosmos. Which um, looks yeah, really, that looks good really too. Good. Um, for those yep. of us who are into astronomy and the stars and uh, all of that stuff, and and the Earth and evolution and geology and stuff, yep. um, that that I'm really looking forward to um, a lot uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And um, what else is premiering um, uh, tonight? Well, those another- who kill is premiering, which is Chloe Savini's new show. Okay. Oh, that and what station, what network is that? What it's network is on that? A&E after the season premiere of Bates Motel. Right. Oh, right. Um, yeah, Bates Motel yeah, is back. I mean, it's, we do not need another cop show, and it does have some okay. of the standard tropes of the genre, but Chloe Savini herself is really, really good, and she's super creepy, even though she's the hero of the piece. And they and the cops in the show actually call for backup, which arrives in a timely fashion. I couldn't believe I saw well, that on TV. Well, that's crazy. I know, right? I know. I was like, what, before you enter that dangerous situation, you're going to call what? for help? <laughs> well, that never happens. Jeez. I know. So just for that reason alone, give it one episode. <laughs> Yeah, really. Look at it because of that, at least. <laughs> That's funny. Oh definitely, my god. Definitely. So, um, if you, by the way, I mean, if you haven't, I think voting is still open on the Amazon pilot season. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It is. And yes. so, if you have not gotten over to Amazon.com, 
Use the power of your viewership. The fans. Mozart of the fans. Jungle, please, please, please. Yes, Mozart of the Jungle, and I also vote for Bosch. So I also um, voted for Transparent. I just I like Transparent. I, I yeah, you know, I was sort of comsi comsa on it. Um, mm. I really like Jeff Tambor, but mm. I really yeah, thought it was like too close to home for me. <laughs> there was one scene. I have to tell you, there's one scene in this in the episode where the kids come over to his house and they've brought like um in these styrofoam containers mm-hmm. like barbecue from the local like Greek barbecue place. And that's like I was like, Oh my god, that was like going over to my mother's. It was like, Okay, we ordering from Hubs? Okay, we gotta go over to Hubs. Who's gonna have the barbecue chicken? <laughs> Who's gonna have the burger? Who's just and it was like we had those exact same containers. And we had this big shot, and it was like in a big brown shopping bag, and we would pass them out. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like my family. So, and it was a lot like my family. It was a lot like my, except nobody in my family was like a cross dresser. But, um, sorry. Oh, that's boring. Um, That's Yeah. But it was like, oh my gosh, that, that scene was like, was a little, just a little too close to home for me. Yeah. But, I liked oh, it, and funny. and I did like Bosch. I did. I have to say, I liked Bosch. I liked the pilot better than I've liked some of Michael Connelly's novels about Bosch. So yeah, Bosch was okay. It was okay for, for Mozart in the Jungle and Against the Rebels. We're we're good. Everything else, I'll I'll debate you on. Okay, I mean, I you know, if I had to pick one comedy and one drama, I would pick <laughs> Mozart in the Jungle and Bosch. I did not like. Well, they only have they only have two. Yes, I know. I know. And I absolutely, and I told you this last week, Jimmy, and I'm, you know, Chrissy, I don't know if you've had a chance to see the after yet. No, but I want to see this. You don't. You really don't. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. Really? No, you don't. It's really awful. It's awful. It's It's cliche. It's stupid. You know what it is? that's too bad. Yeah, you know what it is? It's stupid. I mean... You would think from well, Chris Carter. Amazon Mark? picked up another drama pilot, though. A show what? that already was airing on TV and was canceled after two seasons, so, and Amazon's resurrecting it. Oh, which, oh which, my God. Yeah, Ripper Street on BBC America. It hasn't even finished airing the second season yet, but BBC canceled it, and Amazon said, we'll give it a third go around. Wait, wait, which, which oh show is this? Which show? Ripper Street. Oh, okay. So I was like, you think your pilots are so bad, you have to take somebody else's, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, really. Well, I think they're really anxious to get into the business. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know that Ripper Street is the right move for them, but I mean, it's not a bad show. So, and no, compared it's not a bad to show. After, I haven't, I haven't seen Ripper yet. it's much better than After. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer to hear about the After because I was really looking forward to looking at that, but. If it sucks, yeah, no, the after, the after was just, uh, I was just so unimpressed with it. Um, it was, it was stupid. And you, you don't expect stupid from Chris Carter. You expect smart. Right. And, exactly. And it was, it was just not well done. Not, not. So insult, nothing like the X-Files, insult, in other words. No, nothing oh, like the X-Files. Man, I'm so bummed about that. Yeah. So anyway, gosh, we're we're almost out of time. Mhm. Which is um we are down to our last minute. So I want to remind everybody that you can find uh Jerome Wetzel TV at uh jeromewetzel.com, right? Mhm. Is that right? Yep. jeromewetzel.com and uh Twitter handle Jerome Wetzel TV and mm-hmm. Chrissy, you can find you at our heart radio. And yep. uh, on Twitter, and me, I am at b underscore Barnett, or you can find me at blogcritics.org slash Barbara dash Barnett. No, that's not right. I can't remember how to find me. <laughs> You'll find me on Blog Critics. I run the place, so it's like cool. So you can just find me there. Um, so anyway, I will. We'll talk next after um, the first, the, the next episode of One Upon a Time airs. Yeah, I'm, I can't I'm wait. anxious to find out what everybody thinks of it. 
So we'll see wow. you guys next Monday night, and we will do an all Once Upon a Time show. Yay! Okay. I'm excited. Yay. All right, guys. See you next week. All right. Thanks, Bye, everyone. Guys. Good night. Have a good one. Bye, Bye everybody. Now. Bye. Bye.